Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Content Barn. I am Chris, the Head of Production at Capital Content, and I'm here with Gary, the Creative Director of Capital Content. Today we're going to be talking about agency versus in-house. So Gary, what um, what are the pros and cons of agency versus in-house? Uh, that's a very good question. Thanks for asking. No uh, the When we mean agency versus in-house, we mean content creation, right? And, you know... You, all businesses have the option of either uh, creating the content in-house or outsourcing that content creation to an agency. And there are pros and cons for both. And we want to use, obviously, the next 20 minutes now to really talk about what that's all about. Because obviously, what with COVID, there is a big employment piece. Uh, but also, you know, consumers uh, are, consu- are consuming content at a higher rate than a business or brand can produce. Uh, so people are looking to increase their output. Do they do it in-house or do they outsource it to an agency? I think we'll start, we're obviously an agency, right? We are going to be super biased. We're yeah. going to go agency, agency, agency. So let's start with the pros of uh, the of doing your content in-house, right? So, it, it, you know, bring in, it's employing somebody. And I think the key thing for employing someone to create your own content is probably the culture, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you, you, when you bring someone in, you wanna you want them to live and breathe your values because, therefore, your values and your mission and all that kind of stuff. Sure. Yeah. You, you know, it will bleed through into the content. You know, they they be you know with, I worked for Vodafone for 12, 15 years, and you cut me a bleed red kind of thing. You know. Yeah. So I think the key thing about bringing someone in-house it is definitely around the culture but that's also not to say that the agency can't help you with that either i, I worked for an agency in nz called frontside and we came up with a product called frontside onsite where we you know the, the the breakers basketball team they were like their national basketball team and, and they needed someone as an all-rounder to do their content but they wanted them actually based in the office so we pitched uh, for someone to actually be in their office running all of their content creation, but it was actually our employee. It was, right. it, it was one of ours, right? And was that five days a week? Yeah, that was that was a full time position there. And if that person had too much on, you know, they could roll out the demand to the rest of Frontside. Right, so yeah. if they couldn't make a video, couldn't make a shoot in North of Auckland or whatever, um, they could get uh, one of our videographers that are in the South Auckland to create, you know, to go and sure. grab a shot or, or wherever it was. You know, it wasn't that it was just one person. They, ha- you know, that role had the ability to breathe with the industry. Oh, sorry, breathe with the business. So if they needed loads of people to make take loads of shots, then, then you, could you had that. the rest of the team. Yeah. If it was just that one person with one camera, that's that, that's a limitation around having an employee. You know. Yeah. Sure. And I think, you know. I could rack my brains, but I think that's really, and again, I'm biased. The only reason why you would bring someone in house is to kind of have a bit of control, but also embed the values of the business and the brand into that person. So they really kind of know what you're doing. Um, there are obviously, I think we nailed it down to like five key points, right? As to why you would outsource your content creation. Yeah, so it was really, yeah, the, the pros of having an employee um, or like marketing it, or sorry, in-house. Um, but the other one would, would be the equipment. Yeah. So all the equipment that you'd have as an agency, you know, so for us, we have we have all the cameras, the lenses, tripods, gimbals, the lights, the audio, drones, 
we have everything there you know that that's a lot of money's worth of equipment yeah absolutely so what what you're saying is that if someone was to bring in you know someone would start to employ a content creator into their business they need to invest in the gear yeah, as well gear. you know yeah. not only is there the annual salary yeah uh, which we'll talk about in a minute but there's also what you're saying the yeah, they need to buy the camera. Camera alone is going to cost you a grand minimum. Exactly. Yeah, you know, another three lenses. That's another. And quite know. often, it's not just the one camera you want. You may need a couple of cameras. You need two. Yeah. You, um, you oh. obviously need the software to be able to. to yeah, edit. subscribe to uh, Adobe's Creative Cloud. Yeah. And what about the storage of the footage? Mm. Where do you back that up? You know, do you? What about even right down to how you? your file your filing system so what projects are stored where because if that person is off sick someone else needs to jump yeah. in and find a video that you created yeah. how do they find it do you need, you need to standardize that filing system you know we, we've been through all this you know but i think you're right the, the, the gear wise man it's thousands it's thousands of pounds and, and like i said we've got drone we've got gopro we've got live stream yeah we've got you know um photoshop premiere pro after effects yeah it just seems logical that you know you don't have to spend all that money on the infrastructure you know yeah. and if you, if you end up with content creation isn't working for you you then got to sell all that gear yeah whereas we'll use it for our other clients you know or other agencies will use it for other clients yeah sure um so equipment bang there's one so point it was employee level so you employ people so oh oh right yeah so yeah we mentioned about salary so let's say 30 grand right content mm. creator 30 grand a year that 30 grand effectively uh, uh, an annual salary buys you 11 months of somebody not 12 months because they have four weeks annual leave yeah and but then it, there's also sick leave maternity leave you yeah. know that's that's a that's a biggie especially for a small business maternity leave is a big one yeah um and like we said yeah who would cover you if you were off yeah you know it's, it's yeah and uh, you know there, there's pension yeah. there's onboarding you know there's a desk space broadband for that person i think people overlook or they go oh 30 grand great that will you know there'll be a content creator but there's so much more cost or you know even like i said from an employee perspective there's a hr element there as well there's like personal grievances they might not fit the culture they might try and sell themselves really well in an interview you bring them in and they're a bit of a dick mm -hmm. you know they might try and bang the office manager and uh, you know that's that's a really big thing you know there is a is a risk there that you need to try and be risk adverse obviously there are lots of unemployed people out there and it's about employing people but let the agency employ that person yeah. let them hold the risk yeah and bring you know bring the agency in to create that content because if you gave us the 30k if you gave any agency the 30k you get a lot for 30k you would get so much for 30k right we could i mean you would create you know our MVP product, you can create 50 videos for six grand. Yeah. And imagine you've got 30K to spend. Yeah. Like, oh God, it's just outrageous. Um, so I think from an employee perspective, absolutely, you need to uh, look at the additional costs. That 30 grand or however much you're spending is only buying 11 months. Yeah. That, that's just that first stage. Think about a pension you got to do. Yeah, exactly. And also uh, the trial period. If it didn't work with an agency, you can fire that agency. And get rid of them after four weeks. Can't fire an employee. You can you can performance manage them, but you you can't fire them like you can a contractor. You know what I mean, or you know a supplier, should I say? Um. So yeah, and in, at employee level, there are lots of things that uh, 
it's better to outsource your content creation from a risk perspective, you know? Sure. And I think then that goes on to, I think going through an agency, you have many creatives that can bounce ideas off each other. So, you know, in an agency, it's multi-industry. Um, you could have, you know, for us, we have sales and marketing backgrounds. Yeah. So that obviously, I think, is a, a massive high point as well. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. I think, you know, it's rare to find uh, a good all-rounder in terms of sales and marketing and, and also emotional versus rational, right? We bang on about it to say that you actually need a bit of both. You need that emotional side to be able to tell the story, but you also need that rational side to make sure you hit deadline. And yeah, we or agencies in general are kind of you know, multi-industry. And what they do is they pull, even if you've got a niche, they, they pull the best ideas from previous campaigns and apply that to the, to the next idea. And then you improve it. I think if you did it in-house, you've kind of you know have blinkers on from a business perspective you know if you if you're the content creator in cosmetic in a cosmetics company you're only really going to see cosmetics but if you let the agency do it they might pull in stuff from agriculture or banking or finance or, or you know healthcare it's not necessarily these things will directly reflect onto cosmetics what i'm saying is the the general concept or campaign structure um works really well in that campaign so why not apply that process to something else and i don't think you would get that if you did it in-house you'd have those blinkers on and and not be able to see multi-industry or multi-concept kind of thing yeah yeah sure so yeah i mean yeah like i keep banging on about we're an agency we're totally biased but i can't see many pros well the pros for doing it you know as an agency perspective far outweigh the pros of having it in-house yeah definitely And, and uh yeah i think the sales aspect is also really important as well we as capital content have a mixture of sales marketing and production again which is rare to find in an agency but you need to have that sales element to make sure that that content not only looks good but works well because fundamentally you are selling something if you're creating content whether it's an indirect sales pitch thinly veiled thought leadership or an actual product video, you are selling a product. So you need to have that sales element to um, to the content because it needs to convert. You need to generate revenue making this content. So I think, obviously, we bang on about it being agency, agency, agency. Absolutely have that thought process in your head. Even go to market, go over LinkedIn, get people to, you know, get CVs in and see what kind of skill sets are out there. But I really think you're better off spending money uh, with an agency, or at least as a test bed, you know? Yeah. Think about yeah. the, you know, what people also forget is the recruitment process is a massive cost. Yeah. Think about your, your HR manager or your, you know, your, your employment manager, their hourly rate, number of hours yeah. uh, spent trying to recruit somebody. Like, there's probably another 500 pounds um, at minimum that you yeah. could spend on you know a paid exactly. advert just call an agency and have something yeah. happen turned yeah. around within let, a couple of days that's right let, let five agencies pitch for that role because that small agencies or you know you know let's say between five and 50 person agency would jump at the chance to 
pitch for a 30k yeah. annual contract definitely um and you could even get a discount if you sign up for three years kind of thing you know yeah. um okay I, I've, I've banged on enough i've tried to sell sell capital content <laughs> get out you know uh, external content creation rather than uh, doing it in-house but honestly if you if anyone's if anyone's kind of going through the process you know there's a kickstart kickstarter Kickstarter scheme through the through the government at the moment where you can recruit people. The government will pay the first six months, uh, you know, and you can recruit a thousand people if you wanted to, or you can recruit two. So absolutely, there are options out there to bring in house, but we would absolutely recommend outsourcing your content creation. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Okay. Thanks very much. No worries. Thank, thank thanks. you. It's a nice, nice, easy podcast. There's no video. No one's watching. Um, hopefully, listening. Hopefully, hopefully, all seven people are listening. <laughs> Right. Uh, cool. And we'll see you in uh, the see next episode. The next one. Awesome. Peace.